Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. As long as it's all good, we want to welcome you to the House That Happens, sponsored by Shuey's Bar and Grill. And by now you know it's voted the best dive bar in the city for the fourth year in the row. But we come here more because we like to keep the vibe alive. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And once again, we want to take the time to do our hot hockey-centric show, where we take the time to discuss everything that's happening in the NHL. But not only that, we keep tabs on the Habs. How you doing, bro? I'm good. How about yourself? Keeping tabs on the Habs this week has not been good. No, you guys have tumbled down in the standings, passed by Ottawa and Buffalo, most notably. I don't even like to say Buffalo, Ottawa, and Montreal in the same sentence. Okay, that's really just something that irks me beyond anything you could possibly imagine. However, if we're going to keep tabs on the Habs, i got to say one thing and I get it out there, because you know Shuey's Bar and Grill is a um, known Hab bar in the GTA if you want to watch a game. But if you watch the Calgary-Montreal game and you watch the Cal- uh, Montreal-Anaheim game, you'd think it's a completely different team. Yeah, apples and oranges with the physicality. Oh, it was just brutal. Now, we're going to get something because uh, keep looking for a pun for the review. We might not be doing a show for over the holidays because of the thing, but a pun for the review is going to come up because I do want to talk about stage fights, and there was three of them this week. Yeah. Three of them, which are ridiculous, but that's not my point. If you play the calgary Flames, and was one of the best hard-hitting games I've seen all year. A lot of clean checks, a lot of back and forth. We stole the game from Calgary, I think, mm-hmm. basically. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe we stole it. Then we play the worst team in the league, and we don't hit anybody. <laughs> How does that work? That's what I'm saying. We didn't hit anybody. Was everybody too beat up from the game before? I don't know. I'm just saying this. My beloved Habs, first of all, if we put Druin in the lineup one more time, I'm going to lose my caca. Yeah, he's playing uh, second-line minutes now, correct? No, they put him, yeah, kind of, because everyone got hurt. We've got a little bit of an injury yeah, problem yeah. with the forward. We've got to put him in. So what I'm saying is that Montreal Canadiens may have the worst power play in the league because it's like my my favorite bitch. If you're in the going for the figure skating championship in the world, you don't win in the compulsories. You win in the free skate. Mm-hmm. Every time I think of the Montreal Canadiens power play, I think of compulsories. Around and around and around. And why don't people shoot more? It's not just the Habs. Don't you find that there's not enough shooting on power plays? Well, I think uh, we all know the answer to that. Analytics. Oh, you're killing me. Hi, my name is Cruz, (laughs) and I refuse to be an analytic guy. All right? So how many times you got to pass the puck before you shoot it? I don't know. Habs I mean, this seems to be exclusively a, a Habs issue, though. I mean, my no, Leafs, my other... Leafs shoot, the, shoot the puck on the power play. So. Nylander has been shooting the puck amazing. Like, where's oh, he starting He's going to score over 40 this oh, year. He's, re- he's starting to shoot the puck. But it's not just him. I see a lot of teams doing it. It's just oh, not Here's your have... problem. Drew Ren's playing on your top power play. <laughs> problem solved. And they're doing Pregnant what the Leafs pause. are doing, too. Uh, five Pregnant. forwards on that I first I don't mind. Unit. We used to do that back in the day. Back in the day when I was a kid, that would happen. You'd take all really? your guys. Yeah, they used to happen a lot. You'd always have a, a, a forward on the on – like, I remember Jock Lemaire used to play the point in the power play when I was mm. a kid. Go with Jock Lemaire. Have you ever knew anything about Jock Lemaire? One of the hardest shots oh, yeah. in the history of hockey was Jock. Like, that guy let the puck go. But back in the day, you would see that. Or I remember Boston a lot of times they had um, – who was it? I think it was Freddie Stamfield had a great shot. He played on the on the, the point on the yeah. point. And Toronto used to run a long a lot of time until Salming and Turnbull came along and they did it. But back in the seventies, for you to have four forwards 
on the uh, power was normal. Play. Well, yeah, we should all, and not only that's that, interesting because growing up, I remember it was always two D on the power play, and then like around 10, 15 years ago, guys, guys kind of went to, you know the four forwards like Buffalo was putting. Uh, I think they were putting like Jason Palmenville. Yeah, they were all the time. The way yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But when I was a kid, you'd see it all the time. Like to see four forwards on the ice during a power play, and not only that, they didn't care if both guys that are playing defense shot the same way. Mm -hmm. They didn't even care about things like that. But then again, I mean, that could work out if you're like kind of passing it to the other again, set up for the one timer, right? So yeah. Oh no, I, I agree. But I always well. I just thought this is that back in the day they just fired the puck at the net and see what happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? It bounced around, and now like I'm going to tell you um, against Anaheim. Everybody knows that Cole Caulfield's going to pull the trigger. Oh, yeah. Okay? And that's not a bad thing. But on the power play, they just put two guys around Caulfield. They just, they, oh, sure. they just leave it over here. And what do we do? We try to force it to Caulfield. And what ends up happening? We go down the ice. We had a power play against Anaheim the other night. We got one shot on goal. If you got a power play and you only got one shot on goal, someone should be... Taking I mean, I mean at least you got one. Oh, yeah. You guys had a power play the other night. You didn't get one, did you? Yeah, that happens. That, I know it does happen, but on the next power play, you scored. You guys got top five power play in the league, don't you? Top yeah. ten. Top five, top ten. It's up there. A top yeah. ten, yeah. Definitely top ten. I think we're at the bottom. That doesn't surprise me. Oh, gee, thanks. You're a nice guy. Do anything else <laughs> you want to kick me with? <laughs> I've said this all year in Montreal. They're, like, down the middle, they're not. They're nothing to ride home about. So, I mean, why would their power play be anything special, right? We got a bunch of... You guys of got Suzuki and Doc, who are playing well. You know, Sl Slavkovsky... To, he's to coming around. Credit, like the kid, he's coming better. better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's not going to go down to the juniors. They're not going to no, send no, him no, down. No. At this gonna, point, like, why would you? Why impede his development? What I'm saying is, you know, Kirby Doc's been playing great. He scored the other night. I didn't realize he hadn't mm -hmm. scored 14 games. I went, whoa, wait, what? Yeah, he hadn't scored. So as good as he's been looking all yeah. these games, he hasn't scored. So I'm going, what's going on here? Not only that, when you get to your fourth line and it's uh, Armia. And Druin and whoever. Well, Armia's playing third line minutes now because of the uh, injuries. Yeah, so but it's Jake Evans, Pizzetta, and uh, Rem Pitlick. I think that uh, um, Jake Evans should actually move up a bit. I don't think he gets enough time on the ice. I don't know if it's because he's small, he gets banged up, or whatever. I think it's just the way this team is structured. They like they like having their fourth line as like uh, the checking line. You know, he fits that more. I think what Montreal's trying to do is they're trying to go three scoring lines. It's just their the personnel isn't. We, have, there, we yeah. have three scoring lines? I mean, well, that's you, news to me. Thanks for letting well, me know. Well, why else would Montreal Mike Hoffman be on your third line? Because they're trying to, I know they're trying to spread it out a bit, but I'd rather go two top lines heavy and hope the other guys check. That's what the Toronto Maple Leafs do. Like, remember yeah. I told you last week about their third or fourth lines? And now that they've been playing on the Leafs for so long, these guys come out with confidence. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, that Kampf guy got a couple points the oh, other night. I love Kampf. You know what I'm saying? He's, that's it's, what I'm saying. He's it, it's the way making he me a little on. sad that uh, he's, he's going to be a UFA this summer. I, I hope they can find a way to retain him. No, but you see, the good thing about Toronto is he might leave and they'll find another guy like him to fit in on, the, on a salary cap purpose. It's you know true, what I'm but he's been so good. He's, he's been, been great. So I've been good. saying that. Him and that Engwall guy. Engwall, yeah. yeah. Well, they, he's, he's one I think he priced his way out of town already. Really? But yeah. He's uh, 2.25 uh, is his contract this year. They can't. They can't retain him at that. What if he stays for that money? You still think that's too? Uh, high? It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, especially considering guys... that uh, the big boys are going to be up soon. Okay, but there's you're going to two... need all that cap space. You can. Who are the up. two main guys that the Maple Leafs lost this year that they could have kept? One of them is the guy that went to Vancouver, the defenseman. What's the Russian's name? Oh, the forward, uh, Mikheyev. Oh, yeah, Mikheyev. Okay. Yeah, I was fine with letting him go. Okay, so that means you're going to be fine with one of the other guys because that's how they're going to exit because they couldn't pay him the money, correct? Yeah. Basically? Yeah. Didn't you guys lose a defenseman, too, that you couldn't pay that went somewhere? 
Defenseman. Oh, um, Labushkin went to Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Well, that yeah. wasn't a big... Well, he was a rental anyways. Okay. It's a little bit different. If you, want, if you want to consider, if that's what you want to call him, a rental. But anyways, if we're going to talk the, the difference between the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs, like we're talking about heaven and hell here. That's a big difference. Because I'm of the belief right now, and I hate to say it, but I think the Toronto Maple Leafs may be... I don't think there's, except for, uh, we'll discuss them in a minute because I hate them so much, but I think Toronto's one of the best teams in the league. They're looking that way. Oh, come on. No doubt about it. Let, let, let's just see some of the problems that were supposed to happen for the, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Goaltending. Whew. Where's the problem with goaltending right now? Murray may be comeback player of the year, and Samsonov's playing for money. I don't think you'll have both those guys next year. Well, Samsonov, I believe he's is a, playing himself into another contract. Well, they, he's they, he's a, oh, he's an RFA, so he's still under team control. And then uh, Matt Murray still has another year left. So potentially they could be rolling back those two next year. They very, should. Very possible. They should. And what, what has happened now is, like, your defense core is playing that system that Keith's got where, like, they got the rotating uh, forward coming back to help with the back check mm -hmm. so you don't get that up the ice. And I think it's interesting that um, – They need Riley back soon, though. Why? So they can have more of those three-on-ones when he's get caught <laughs> up the ice? Well, I think it's more so he can rest Giordano. Oh, okay. Oh, like Giordano. I know he's one of those guys that, like – he likes the time. He does. He does like the time. He's one of those guys that, like, even when it's uh, optional skate, he'll he'll It'd still practice. Just skate, yeah. yeah, exactly. But like, he's just that kind of guy. But still, you you don't want to drive him into the ground, especially like you know you're going to need him come playoff time. Exactly. So and it's only 32 games in right now. You got 50 to go. And playing him that minutes, he might have some long legs when the playoff time comes. Yeah. But I want to look maybe at maybe give this. him a little bit of load management. I wouldn't be against that at all. Oh yeah, but you know what it is. Like let's let's discuss hockey. The difference between hockey and and I I want to I want to stress this emphatically. Um, college basketball is now in full tilt, which has now got blown away by every other sport. Hockey running, I mean. Basketball uh, or football running later. Uh, basketball getting their, their their thing going. Oh, 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 oh. I'm going to get to this in... Oh, and look what happened on the other part. We, I'm not going to tell you what I'm looking at because I'm just too <laughs> wired. We'll get to that at the end of the show. My point being is this. I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are one of the best teams in the league because of their third and fourth line. I really do. Yeah, because they're able to keep that pressure out. They're keeping the pressure on. And one of the things I discussed before when we were discussing, like, how, you know, we had four forwards on for your power play, and they always put five, the big four five. Or five sometimes. Okay. So as soon as those guys go to the bench, who comes back on? You got a line of skaters that's going to hold it down. Either mm -hmm. they're going to score, but they're definitely going to be good defensively because they all check. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, you go to, uh, was it, like, Kerfoot, Confin. I like Kerfoot, too, and yeah. he hits people. Yeah. He hits people. Like, I'm just saying, your bottom six is as good as anybody in the league except for the team that I can't stand. I hate talking about them. I hate even thinking that they exist. But we cannot talk about the best teams in the league and dismiss the Boston Bruins. Absolutely not. They've lost a couple games at home now, but in the shootout. So yeah. that, that doesn't really count. But, no, uh, and they, they, they did puke one up the other day. Um, who was it against? Arizona or somebody? They, they lost a game. Oh, in like, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. That, that was kind of, uh, there's a little bit of controversy there with that oh, yeah. non-icing call. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there's I stuff still don't get how that wasn't called icing, but. I, I'm looking at it this way. I'll take it one step further. Uh, the uh, thing about the Boston Bruins is their depth. Well, they've always been, that's always been their calling card. Especially oh. since like the, whatever, like 10 years ago, once they started to get on that run, it was like their fourth line was still like Oh, it's killer. as good as I'm yeah. saying. And I'm going to put it to you this way. It was pointed out to me by Mike Oldfield, who will be a, a guest on this show here, who is just a fanatic New England sports team type fan, is that you got to remember sometimes when you put yourself in a position like a general manager, let's just talk about this. Sweeney's the general manager of the Bruins, I believe, correct? So let's see what yes. this guy's done. He's now with the team how many years? 
He has been a player for the Bruins for how many years? He's a Harvard graduate, by the way. Mm, did not know that. Yeah, he's a, I knew he was a Harvard graduate, but I mean, that just adds to his resume in this way. He's been in the community long enough that he's a, a general manager that shows up with the games. He's a general manager you flash in a crowd, and he's sitting with the parents of a player who's on the ice. To me, that's doing your due diligence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you're not afraid to go sit in the fans in Grand River, uh, Massachusetts, or Providence, Rhode Island, or um, where is it, the place in Maine where they play. These are little rinky-dink, out-of-the-way hockey operations that he has a, the gumption to go to sit down and not only watch the games, but I'm thinking interacting with the parents, which is yeah. huge. Because then what you're talking about is um, character. You're building sure. team, players on your character. So should they be getting any flack for signing uh, Mr. I-don't-like-autistic-kids? Oh, I definitely think so. In what way? Uh, I mean, his character looks like it's pretty bad, don't you think? But that was when he was younger. Can we get a chance that you're going to— It wasn't that long ago. Three years? It's not that long ago. <laughs> okay, so what does Montreal do? Why don't we bring up Logan Mayo, even though I heard he's, he's kind of— Apples game. and oranges. Okay, in in what respect? Well, one of them was like it was pictures. The other one, you're tormenting a kid with with issues. Okay, I got it. Okay, so we're gonna put it that way. And that, that's, that's, that's being girl. a bully. Oh, exactly. Okay, so when do we decide that we can give a person another chance? Well, I got to show you. Got to show that you you got to earn it. Okay, so how is he gonna earn it? He's tearing up every league that he's playing in. Okay, so does that still make him an sob? We don't know when he gets off know. the ice. We don't know that. So I'm my, my theory is this because, of course, I'm a Montreal guy and I'm trying to figure out how we're going to get Logan into the lineup. But I think there's been a little End pressure. End of the on season. Me. Be patient. Yeah, well, I, I think now if we don't bring him up, we just wait till training camp next year. No, I think you, got, you guys give him the uh, the little Taste? scratch and sniff, you know, at the end of the season, you know. We didn't with, do, with 10 games to go. We didn't do that with Gooley and Harris, and I think that's okay. Or Fair it, enough. It because then we just kept them there and kept their roles, and the team made a run in the AHL playoffs, and they come up and they're looking solid. You know what I mean? I mean, but if these guys are playing well in the minors, don't you think that warrants a call-up at the end of the year? Just no, see I, don't, really? I don't want to wait there. Because not if we okay. have not have a playoff run. Well, no, if we're in a playoff I, I, run, maybe. No, Montreal's not making the playoffs. I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to tell you now. You know what's really weird about having great defensemen? Um, it seems that our slide has coincided with something you'll probably agree with this is that Savard has been out. Yep. You know what I mean? I so that defensive presence in the dressing room and on the ice, little things that you tell guys, players that you know that you can tip them off to. So we've had a slump, and in the games that we've had this slump, Savard hasn't played. It reminded me of when you used to talk about um, how Muzzin affected the Toronto mm -hmm. Maple Leafs, which was on a much bigger scale. However, now are you going to say the same thing? Because Toronto seems to have solidified their back end. Yeah, they seem to have figured it out. Yeah, yeah. oh, definitely. You know Mind you, I, like, I, I still want Riley back. I still don't want to see how I, long we can keep this on for. I, I'm just, I can't wait for those uh, three-on-ones either when Riley's on the ice. I'm looking forward to that, that high-scoring but, the, the, but if the, the forward comebacks to cover. Now they're doing that. They weren't doing that so much early in the year. Exactly. If they, they play they, that they, system, they, that should be fine. That's what I'm saying. It's good like i'm i'm totally impressed like i wish i had the tape which which what they do that's why these guys are all expert i'd like to have the tape of the first six maple leaf games compared to the tape we'd see of the last six maple leaf mm -hmm. games like it's it's unbelievable and oh by the way we shouldn't be it would be remiss if we did not congratulate mitch marner for having that great scoring run 
Yeah, 23 straight games with a point. Oh, that's anytime you hit 20 games, it's like how many times? It's, there's only been so many guys in the history of hockey that have hit that, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I got to give credit to, <coughs> excuse me, when we talk about the difference in games, the New York Ranger Toronto Maple Leaf game the other night was amazing. It was good. Very good game. Both the Rangers' ends. defense really held strong. Oh, didn't they? And not only that, uh, what's his name? Stirks. How do you say that? Shesterkin. How do you say that again? Shesterkin. I'll be trying to say it. It's like the Greek freak. I still can't say his last name. That okay. took me a while, too. Right. So. And, and Tua on Miami. Their names, I don't know. I need a, you know, when I, my personal assistant. Can you yell those names out for me when you get here, please? <laughs> but in any event, um, um, he played extremely well. I think the Madison Square Garden crowd was amazing. Oh, I yeah. had some friends down there. Oh, Jody, who was at our Yeah, he yet? was at that game. He That's was at right. the game. Um, and the only thing that he sent me was a picture of Jimi Hendrix walking to the Madison Square Gardens on the wall, which I appreciated nice. immensely because knowing the Hendrix guy I am. But I'm thinking this. And here's another thing I'm, I gotta, I've got a pet peeve about. That wasn't a playoff game. The Rangers in Toronto wasn't a playoff game. If I hear an announcer say one more time, it's got playoff atmosphere. It's got playoff implications. Shut the front door. It's freaking Christmas time. What playoff implication? Can't we just call it a great regular season game? Who called it a playoff uh, implication game? I missed that. No, I mean, playoff atmosphere game. That's fine. No, it's not a playoff atmosphere in December. It's just a good regular season game. Why don't we play regular season games so you can get to the playoffs? So is every game is out. No, oh, you're just it's a playoff atmosphere. Shut up. That just means people are fired up. Well, then be fired up for a regular season game. Not If you don't win a regular season game, you don't get in the playoffs. So why can't it just be a regular season, great game, and shut up? I don't know. I think you're making much ado no, about nothing I'm, here. I'm telling you, I'm sick of seeing the NBA. Oh, it feels like a playoff game. It's freaking November. Shut up. No playoff game. Last time I took the playoffs is what? April? May? What is yeah, it? April. December? So we're going to have the New York Rangers Toronto Maple Leaf playoff game on a Wednesday night in December. <laughs> Shut up. I'm sick of that. That's why I'm getting tired of announcers. When you come to my house and you watch hockey games, you'll be hearing Hendricks because I got the announcers turned off. <laughs> I'm getting bad. I am. I'm getting really bad. Like, I give the player, I give the announcers about eight minutes. If they say anything stupid, I turn them off. Fair enough. Oh, no. I'm, I'm ruthless that way. You know what well, I mean? Well, there's some guys that are pretty rough, so I, I can... Okay, so let's do it this way. Here's what my pet peeve, and welcome to, upon further review, it's coming. If your shit get you off the air, if you're a terrible announcer, let's get him off the air. That's fine. Okay, I, I'm, I agree with that, but then, like, we, that's, that's not how it works. We know that. So they're telling me there's, we should have more girls on the NHL broadcast? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Who, who's uh, wh wh I'm not going to say anything because I could uh -oh. get myself in huge trouble, but I'm gonna, here's how I'm going to put it so you'll understand this. And it's a hockey show, but I'm just using an analogy so we get there. If you're a big Dallas Cowboy guy, you can seem to find your way to the press box. Agreed? Yeah. Jason Witten went to the press box, and what happened? <laughs> it didn't end so well. Okay, so if we can kick Jason Witten to the curb, any bad female that I see on TV, I want to dispose of them the same. Well, I know there's one... I don't, I don't know if I should say her name. There's, no, one, working no for, name. there's one, one working for ESPN that I know a lot of people have issue with. The Blondie? No, <laughs> no, no. She's a play-by-play. -play. 
Oh, I know who you're talking know, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, you know why? Okay, first of all, I don't think that there's any problem with having a female play-by-play announcer. No, That's if she's good, she's good. If she's good, she's good. That's what I'm saying. But I've been noticing now, especially on certain networks at certain times, all the panels are politically correct. <laughs> Okay. Now that That's could get nonsense. me. What's that? That's nonsense. So we gotta we gotta have you know a black guy. We gotta have the woman. It's like oh my god. And if they're good, if they're good, fine. No one's gonna care. Exactly. But yeah. they're not good. Okay. So I'm not gonna say any names, but perhaps maybe you can figure it out on your own. I heard one of the most ludicrous statements in the history of discussing hockey because I'm gonna discuss it later. I'm not a fan of stage fights. Agreed. Guys dropped a guy, a guy immediately. And they have a beef, and they do it right there because you're pissed. You've been going at each other all game. That's hockey because I don't want hockey out of fighting out of hockey. To tell you the truth, I think a little frontier. It never will be. No, because we do need a little frontier justice. Okay, I agree with that. So we got the we got the 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 scrap now, which I'll talk in a Calgary game the other night. So you can figure it out and go from there. So what the comment was was that. They the, were both trying to, on respective team, the Calgary player, I'm not going to mention no names. You guys go do your research. But they were saying the respected Montreal guy and the respected Calgary guy were struggling to stay in the lineup. So they thought that they could do something to inspire yeah, the, the imaginations, yeah. get things going, and let's have a fight. However... I said to myself, stage fight, by the time they're going to the commercial, the commercial is already showing you're going into the interview, they're showing the fight again. And it comes back, they're going to talk about the thing in the game, but it had mm. to get back to the stage fight. And what really irritated me is the female on the panel said, can't we change the rules so that Milan Lucic can get changed in the second period and come out for the game so that Montreal Canadian really wanted to have a brawl that he'd have to face Lucic? What? I jumped off my couch. I will. Re- what? I kept the game on tape, and I'm going to send you that segment. When I heard that woman, she says, oh, it's just hypothetical, but what if? I said, what if we just fire your ass right now for <laughs> saying something that's stupid? Air. Exactly. Like, I'm like can you, how ludicrous does that sound? No, that's stupid. Top I five. can't believe someone said that on TV. She said, wouldn't it be great if Lucic could get changed in the second period, that they could have players dress and come out for the second period? I went. I rewound oh it three God. times. I went, You know what I'm going to do when I go home? Before you go to bed tonight, I'm going to rewind to that because I kept it on the PVR just so I could point out, fired, fired. That is that how ludicrous is that? That's a stupid take. I thought it was ridiculous, off the chart. Nobody said anything. Now, did I see the person beside them that just happened to be black cringe? <laughs> oh, the cringes were loud. I could hear them through the TV set. So what I'm saying is this. When people say to me, oh, if you're going to go watch a hockey game at Cruises tonight, don't expect to hear any sporting announcers because he turns them off. <laughs> it's not that I want to turn them off. I just don't want to hear stupid things. I've been watching hockey what now? Oh, over 50 years, guys. I know what's going on. I know what a left-wing lock is. I know what a bad penalty is. I know when it's a makeup call, which is quite interesting because we were talking about it previously on the house that happens is what we got to think of is, all guys should get calls for the same penalties. Yeah, a uh, penalty is a penalty is a penalty. It's a penalty. And the other night against, the, you were saying, the Washington game last night. Yeah, Ovi put uh, Justin Hall's uh, head right, like, right into the boards. No call. No call. But again, as you were saying, is it because Toronto already had two power plays? That's my theory. That's not and a- it also doesn't hurt that Ovi was the one 
who did it. You know, then oh, it was me. I'm getting five box. minutes. I'm getting five minutes reporting because the other night in the Montreal game, once his buddy hit him on the side yep. and, and did that. But here's what I even think is even more ridiculous. Um, when you watch the game, um, the, the Calgary game, Cofield and what was the defenseman on Calgary? They hit each other hard mm-hmm. in front of the net, but it was kind of incidental. In that Cofield came around, you know, Cofield puts himself in lanes that guys he's small should oh, yeah, be he, going he, in there. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he lives, he ducks a lot of time, but the other night he didn't duck and they hit. And the guy was what, six something, and Caulfield's what, five eight on a good day on skates? <laughs> Anyways, they went down, nothing was called, and they showed the replay, and I said, okay, I got that. And because Caulfield's my boy, and I don't want him to get that, but he got himself in a lane. Guy was coming the other way. Bo. Sure. Did you see when Kadri went down when he touched shoulders with Suzuki? Yeah. I thought Kadri should have been, and I'm a, I'm a Kadri guy. I, I thought Toronto should never got rid of him. I thought he was one of the key players in the Colorado Stanley Cup run last year. He went down like a little bitch. And you see the replay? Yeah. Which I, did you see the replay? Yep. Suzuki was trying to get out of his way, <laughs> and he went to the box. Now, here's what really, really got me going. He went down, looked like he was hurt. They took him off. And they said, well, let's discuss concussion protocol. And Kadri got pissed. Because remember, he didn't play yeah. a few shifts. He was off and he cleared all that. And he was mad. Why are you putting me through this? I'm just fine. Well, when I looked on the ice, either that was Academy Award performance or you were faking it. <laughs> yep. One of the two. Like, what was going on here, Kadri? So what got me, and it's another thing about the bad calls, is the fact that we didn't call the Coalfield thing because that was clean. Go back and check the replay. When they do that report for the referees, don't you think someone's going to say, hey, ref, go sit for a game because you blew it? You'd hope. Oh, or is that guy not going to get his playoff cred? Well, he probably won't get a playoff game. But kind of I want to expand on your thing about uh, the stage fights. What about fights after clean hits? This is becoming, this is becoming an issue. That pisses me off more. Yeah. Agreed. This is because becoming an issue. It certainly is. And then what happens is like a guy like, say, um, I don't know, just say uh, – Nylander goes down the thing and freaking lays a guy out. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow. No, no. But okay, say Nylander gives a guy a big freaking hip check and the guy goes flying and it's a clean check. Then you get the brute from the other team going to take a run at Nylander? I, I, I'm totally, totally with you. We should try to expand upon that sometime because you're right. I've seen that six or seven times in the last 10, 10 days where guys have hit guys clean and guys went after them. Yeah, like Ryan Reeves on, uh, going, uh, he hit uh, Philip Prone. Rone check on the Detroit. Completely clean. clean Completely clean. Yeah. Open ice. Open ice. Yeah. You got. You didn't have your head up. You had your head down. And then they sent that monkey after him on Detroit. Yeah. That big freaking ogre guy. They sent him after. And like was Ryan Reeves is not a fighter. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that he's not a tough guy because he can go into the corners and do. He, shit. He's not afraid to drop the mitts. No, I, I agree. But I mean. Did you send a guy after him for doing a hockey play? No, of course not. That's my point. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So uh, uh, that's one of the, the, the points we'll make about the 2023 20, when we get in there. Hey, referees, if a guy gets a clean hit, you know, and that's what I'm saying as an older guy talking to Mr. Young Milani here. That's what drives us older guys crazy because stuff like that went on all the time in hockey and nobody blinked. Nobody yeah. blinked. You know what I mean? Especially the open ice hits. But, I mean, I haven't seen a good solid hip check that didn't turn into a penalty in ages yeah you know what i mean like a lot of like a lot of those old school hip checks that we just see now when you do it guess what happens 
We got going a to the box. We're going to penalty. You know Go what I'm saying? Bin. However, now that we're at Christmas time, we should take a look at what's happened so far this year in the good and the bad, the ugly in the NHL. My first take on the matter is we still have to give the New Jersey Devils a huge amount of credit because they don't seem to be slacking off any time soon. Don't you agree? No, I mean, uh, it looks like Carolina and Pittsburgh have kind of closed the gap with them, but I, I think they're still a playoff team. Still definitely a team to contend with. I'd say that too, but Carolina and Pittsburgh were giving a lot more, excuse me, street, street cred to start the season than the New oh, Jersey sure, Devils. Sure. You know what I mean? And I think the New York Rangers and the New York Islanders were getting a lot more street cred than uh, the New Jersey Devils because mm-hmm. they made some off-season moves and they were playoff teams last year. They seem to be pretty solid, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I'm not looking that way because it's reverse jinx on my part. Nobody knows what we're talking about, which is cool. But I'm doing complete reverse jinx because my nerves are shot. But in any event, I'll explain at the end of the show why my nerves are shot. But in any event, I think that the New Jersey Devils are going to be are going to carry this into the new year. I really do. And one of the things is it still blown me away that they've got to reject goalie in, in, in that too. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, wh- wh- why didn't someone, like, what did Vanacek do that he did look that bad that now he's on a first-place team? Yeah. Well, yeah, Washington, we got into that last week. Like, exactly. Like, they completely screwed the pooch with their goaltending oh, situation. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? And the guy that they stole from Colorado, is he really that great? It's not worth the money. No, and that's another thing is, is like, how is Campbell doing in Edmonton? We're gonna <laughs> Even beat, worse. We're going to beat that horse all year long to just let you know. But, Andrew, you've said it a number of times, and I kind of – went how what but now that i've been watching it you're correct it's not wise to pay unless it's carrie price it's not wise to play the goalies that kind of money even carrie price i mean like he didn't even play the end of that deal well carrie price not is killing to. us now but for when you when we signed carrie price that contract i was i'm not bitching about it like carrie price deserved the money don't you think Serge? it hurt your team though don't you think like you weren't able to like your forward like the t- thing about Montreal not being the strongest team up front, that was still from back then, too. Okay, and so like why the don't they put him on up- our IR and, and make him... Because they haven't put him on that thing where we can't get him against the cap yet because they say he's coming back. You know, like Weber, how they mm-hmm. got traded to... Um, was it uh, to Vegas? And then Vegas just said, okay, he's hurt. They kicked him away like the Kucherov thing mm-hmm. last year with Tampa Bay or the year yep, before. Yep. Why can't Montreal do that with Price? I don't understand that. I don't get that. Well, because is, is Carey Price going to play or is he going to be no, but, uh, to gone the, shooting? To get that uh, LTIR, I thought you just had to miss a certain amount of games. It looks like he's well Exceeded on track. That. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't get how that works. I don't know what their agenda is, if they're trying to play some other game with the salary cap, what they got up their sleeve or whatever. But Well, maybe it's not that. working and then they'll do it again next year and then we got a bag load of money so we, we bring the kids up, get a good free agent. Not that I see any free agent on the horizon that's coming up that would be worth giving them any, give them the bag. No, you know what no, I mean? No. Like there's nobody, like there's there's no like the Austin Matthews or um, whoever. You know, well, Carey Price, sorry, he is on LTIR. Oh, he is. So you would get that cap relief. So they the must thing have is, this though, year. The thing is, okay, but the thing about that is you can't. You can only exceed. There is no LTIR in the off season. Exactly. And you can only exceed by so much in the off season. So you got to kind of play for the regular season now where Montreal sitting now do you make that trade to for that guy at the deadline this year probably not no given where the team is so there you no. go no and not only that we got things like um Hoffman around and Monaghan these guys we don't even know if they're going to be signed for next year anyway you know what I mean uh yeah that's a good point you know what I well, mean Well, Hoffman's got another year but it's a player option isn't it nope the, the NHL doesn't do that Oh, no, that's right. It's all controlled by the team, right? Yeah. Which it should be with the... the I, I find that the NHL is the hardest cap in sports. Harder oh, than football. Because football, can they drop guys and shit. 
But I, I, I really think now, especially I think that the Chicago uh, Blackhawks should be the uh, poster child for like being able to like have a Larry Bird rule or a soccer mm-hmm. rule like in the MLS or something because it just doesn't seem fair to me that you build a team and you got to let it unfold. LA Kings are kind of in the same boat. Kind of, although like they... Their mistake was pay. They were a little bit too loyal to Mike Richards, I think. Right after they won that, they saw his skills were declining, but they still How's gave him Mike all that Richards money. today. I haven't heard from him. They're still paying his contract. They are. They definitely are. So I guess he's doing okay. Um, hey, if you're not working and you're getting paid, you're doing amazing. But, Let's but cut to the chase on the, that. The, the Blackhawks is the big one, though. Oh, I agree too. And now they're saying that Taves and Kane are both on the trading block. Oh, 100%. They're both gone. But don't they have two years left to contract? One year each. One year. This is the last year of their deals. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think I made my predictions. I think Kane is either going to New York or L.A. And I think I think uh, Colorado swings for Taze. I heard Toronto is going to take a swing for him. Taze? That nah, doesn't make sense. Why not? We're going to play him. Third line? Yes. And penalty kill? Yeah, but then you, but then you a risk, but, but then you risk uh, throwing off uh, like what you built with your third and fourth line with these guys. You okay. don't want to th- throw things out of whack. Okay, well, some of these guys might not be coming back next year anyway because they're UFA. Like That's how fine. you lost the Russian. But yeah, he- but the Leafs got to play like Moneyball with the, how they build the rest of the lineup. Is Jonathan Taze oh. that guy? No, he's no. going to be expecting you know a pretty chunk of change. Okay, he's already made his money. I don't think he's done earning. I think he's going to go for another big contract. Who's going to give it to him after the way he's played the last couple of years? He's got miles on the carcass there. I can see Boston shelling out the cash. How much? Up to eight, maybe. Let's what say. are you crazy? If you give maybe Jonathan if it's like, Taves what if it's like a five-year deal, a five years for eight million Taves, he'll be what thirty-eight. What's he getting the judge contract? You're <laughs> killing me. If you if, if Taves should be lucky, if he gets year to year. I'm just gonna yell this out there, okay? Uh, the Toronto uh, Surge Singh is running a franchise. Jonathan Taves is a free agent. Are you giving him eight million dollars a year for the next five years, Surge? Not a chance. Come on, bro. You think he's worth that I'm money? Saying, I'm not saying he's L- worth what's that. It, look at his production. What hey, is he doing uh, hey, this year? Hey, look at his I'm production. I'm not saying he's worth that money. But I'm saying he's minus. And you know the analytic I like Cruz, is plus Cruz. minus. Listen to me for nah. a sec. Listen to me for a sec. Okay. NHL GMs don't always make the smartest decisions on free agent day, do they? <laughs> I'm not saying what he should earn. I'm saying what he is going to earn. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm going to. Okay. You got my hands tied on what general managers do during free agent. They lose I their did. minds. <laughs> <laughs> they lose their minds. Oh, I'm just saying. But do you really think Taves is going to get another big contract? He's 32 now, isn't he? Uh, I Early think, 30s. I think it's another like pretty decent deal I to like, close out his it. career. Yeah, I, I, do. I don't see it at all. And I'm going to tell you why. Because his production has dropped. Now, if you want to talk about a leadership and a guy that's doing just less than a point a game, but he's not a defensive liability, and that's what I think you would sign him for. He's still a great two-way player. Agreed. And he can check the best center on another team all night long. And in the playoffs, you could need that. Like yeah. Toronto's going to come up against some guys that they're going to have to deal with. And sure. I don't think Austin Matthews is going to be your shutdown freaking defensive player no, on the no, other no, team. No, no, no. Okay, we got that. But, I mean, a Taves could come in and be that shutdown guy. I think Taves is a guy that shouldn't want a Frank Selkie back in the day, but he scored too much. No, he won a Selkie. He's got he one. A, he's, he's got, got one. one. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. He, okay, so he, he's that kind of guy. He's still got those skills. I, I don't think that makes sense for Leafs, though, because, like, the amount – like, his cap hit is so high where I, I don't think it would make sense. You'd probably have to get, like, a third team involved, and, like, by that time, like, the amount 
of assets you're giving up for that for a third line center. I don't think that makes sense. Well, wait, wait, wait when we get to April, doesn't it all change about the cap? Because you know now it's the end of the season. Can't you do some manipulating? What's the trade deadline? March. Yeah, late March. Late March. Okay, Mid-March, so March, whatever. So it leads to what? That's a quarter of the season. Yeah. Okay, about a quarter of the season left. So they'd have to put Taves quarter of a season cap. Hmm, that would be interesting. That would be. cap it's like what, 10 and a half, 11 and a half? Oh, it's something insane. It's, tri- it's going to be tricky. I don't know. So how do you think Colorado's going to do it? Even though they let Kadri go and a couple other guys go, so perhaps maybe they'll, they got they'll probably to have dance. to trade uh, one of their, like Samuel Girard or like one of their defensemen to make it happen. I don't think that would be a very wise move because I think the reason that Colorado won the Stanley Cup last year was because of their defense unit, not their. But they did it without Girard. What's that? They did it without Girard. He was injured that whole run. But they got him back down. They got him back down. You have a a D could use as a trading chip. I don't know. I'm I, I'm really starting to sway. One of the things that you've been telling me for the last couple months, and I'm starting to freaking go down that road, is that maybe I'd prefer to have that um, big, strong defenseman instead of the killer goaltender. Well, you well, know what I'm Colorado's saying? Colorado's already got their number one D, though, Kale McCarr. Yeah, but they got the two or three other guys that play great with them, too, that, you know, that stay sure, at home and sure. do something I'm, like that. My point is you could still trade, like, one of those guys that's pretty good, and you're still looking good on paper. When I go into the playoffs, I want five or six. De- I mean, I want seven or eight defensemen that I can rely on because of they, injuries. And they still have depth. That's my that's point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, if they trade it, I'm not going to take away from their depth. And is it, T- Taves going to give them enough scoring, well, I mean, too? Because Colorado's yeah. problem is they got to learn to score goals, too. They're not one of the biggest scoring teams in the league. They're, they're not. They're, but they're, they're very well I think that's unit. because they're missing Kadri. They need that number two center. Oh, I agree. Uh, that has affected them, no doubt. But I'm saying as a unit, they still play great defensively because I think as a... Uh, yeah, it's their system. Their system, yeah. So I think they're still, like, what, top five, top six goals against average in the league. And and that's without that's giving up their number one goal ending. Oh, they could put anyone in net and still be okay. Point well taken. Yeah. The the thing is is that um, I want to go to the Jerry Cheevers school of goaltending, and I hate Cheevers. You know who Jerry Cheevers is? Oh yeah, he was a Bruins goalie. Yeah, yeah. He was the one with like the the marks on his yeah, face yeah, yeah, that yeah. would have that would he got stitches. He should have got a few more stitches, as far as I'm concerned. However. As a goaltender, what do you really need to do? You, if the score is one nothing or seven six, what do you need to do? Just make the next save. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very. Uh, I, even though I hate achievers, I think that's a great thing. Patrick Roy had that attitude too. I oh, think yeah. Grant Fear did more than any goalie I've ever seen. But the bottom line is, sometimes when you have a goalie like that, like on Colorado, they better be careful because what happened? Toronto Maple Leafs had the goaltender that could not make the next save. And guess what? They haven't won a playoff round since 2000 and what? George Bush was George yep. Bush was president or some shit like he that. He was. In any event, we're not going to be sitting here talking about who should win, win any brass here. We're not going to talk about who's going to win their division. I just think it should be outlined that, I hate to say it, the Boston Bruins have shown that their depth and their management is exceptional. Yep. I think that Again. I think that somebody who's running New Jersey knows what they're doing to have all those great players under contract for the next three, three, four years. Like the Hughes and and uh, their cap, sure you know, and, those yeah, guys yeah. are all under contract, which is amazing. So that means that they're going to make a run. I think Colorado has stayed steady to their aesthetic, steady enough, they, steady enough that they, they they're going to be in in um, shape to win the to, to to repeat. I think Tampa Bay is not going anywhere. Nope. I, I think they're going to be solid. I'm just going to say is Seattle and Vegas going to be remaining on the top of the Vegas, West? Yes, Seattle, no. 
Okay, I, I Seattle's say, already starting to fall off. Yeah, they're going to go on it. So as we're going to say right now, let's talk about four of the top teams that we're going to see in the NHL. And all I'm saying is I hope that my Montreal Canadiens can turn around before it's too, lo- too, too late. Savard, I always thought it was like good, bad, or ugly that we signed him. I would have him back tomorrow, bro. <laughs> Get him back in the He's light. your best D. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to say this. Before I say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's, I'm going to hate to say it. I really think that the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's going to be on December 18th, the House That Happens show, that the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to show up in the conference finals. Whoa, don't jinx this for me, Cruz. I'm going to say it again, <laughs> and I'm going to say it again. Oh, it's double jinx. I'm going to say it again with my tongue in cheek. I hope you're, I hope you're right. I'm going to say right. it now, and if I jinx them till the cows come home, I'm going to sleep better. You know what I'm saying? But I have to do a shout out. If the show sounded distracted and stuff like that, I'm about to have a baby because the Detroit Lions are playing for the playoffs right now. People winning 10 seconds in the second quarter. Oh, we stopped them. I am so nervous. So look at that. The, 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 it's over, right? Oh, yeah. We got Wilson on. In any event, we're not here to talk about football. We're here to talk about God bless my Detroit Lions. God bless the Toronto Maple Leafs and God bless the Montreal Canadiens. We'd like to shout out to anyone as we end the year there, Mr. Milani. Any shout outs? I'll just give one shout out. I had to put down my dog Finnegan. God bless Finnegan. Finnegan. God bless Finnegan. I miss him so much already. I will have something new in the new year. I might call him Hendrix. I don't know yet. But anybody else you want to shout out to? Uh, I'm not really, you know, just uh, just looking forward to a you know happy new year. Hope you have a happy new year, happy holidays with your family. And the same thing, and to happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish friends, and most importantly of all, we want to thank uh, Serge and Shuey's for giving us a stage yes. to be able to do this. Uh, I want to thank Mr. Milani at the end of the year for making me a more complete sports fan, buddy. I appreciate oh, wow. that immensely. I do. My friends have noticed that I've expanded my thing. I'm not going to quit being the hater that I am, so let's <laughs> cut to the chase on that. However, I want to say thank you for expanding, especially with things like watching more hockey and paying attention to World Cup. Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that immensely. Um, uh, one other thing I wanted to point out is that in the new year, we're going to be expanding things on the house that happened. Please pay attention to our social media outlets, which are... Yes, uh, we we are the house that happens. We are on Instagram. Uh, we will we are on TikTok and we will be on Facebook. And not only that, we're, we're going, on Twitter as well. Exactly. And not only that, we're going to be expanding our program where we're actually going to be on a paid site. We're going to give you the opportunity. We're still going to be on Podbean. We're still going to be on Podbean. Yeah. We're just going to do it a little bit differently. We're not only that, we're going to give you some vi- uh, visuals, and we're also going to have some interesting guests when the New Year's come. Yes. But I can't say enough that we've built a little bit of a show here. I want to base it on my good friend, Mr. Milani, who's no longer in a acquaintance he is now a friend if you want to put it that way okay yeah, buddy? i consider you a friend too cruz thank you very much and, and i that- want to thank you for just uh I, I feel you've challenged me to uh, kind of look outside the box and kind of challenge my uh, new way of thinking i ain't done i ain't done bro uh, i ain't uh-oh. done by a long shot and that's just going to make the show the way that it is but in any event my name is cruz and i'm andrew milani merry christmas happy new year we out of here